thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are solely those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. And that's Alex Carley. And that's Michael Oldbeck. And these are Soberless Thoughts. Thanks, George. Watch out for that tree. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the show. This is Soberless Thoughts, and you are the world. Good morning, world. Or good night. We don't oh. know. Yeah, that's true. Could be clicking at any time. Could be uh Five years from it could be seventeen years from now, and it's our kids listening to this podcast. Hi, kids! Yeah, it could be, or it could be one of us on Good Morning America having to explain why we talked about what we talked about during this show in our careers. Like, well, I was at a different time there, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I just, I just didn't know what we were talking about. Da, 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 da. Uh, Speaking of which, we're going to talk about <laughs> fucking mothers yeah. and making them. Basically, we're talking about fucking girls and making them moms is what yep. we're going to talk about. Yeah, because we're a couple motherfuckers, motherfuckers, aka fathers. Yeah. Well, I am a father. I'm an experienced father. I uh, I have yet to uh, have my children die on me. So I would call that a success. Yeah, yeah. Touche. I haven't had them taken away from me. Yeah. I haven't had them uh f- you know fall off of a cliff or anything. So uh knock on wood. Yeah. Um we're all good. I am a success story when it comes to fathering. You, sir, are about to become a father. Yep. I'm new that fresh minted father that Dad jokes on the ready. I've got my lawnmower shoes on and my uh, nice high socks and nice pair of khakis. I'm ready to tear it up. Hell to the motherfucking yes. <laughs> Listen, uh, Alex, but before you can become a father, you have to deal with something that is, uh, let's just say, on another level. Yep. And that is being with a woman who is pregnant. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> it so is to a- help us get through the uh, uh, PTSD of uh, <laughs> our, our lives here, yeah. tonight we're going to drink Milwaukee's Best Ice. Milwaukee's best ice. I don't know if you've ever uh, heard of this beer before. You probably have from a an uncle or an old grandpa. Um, this right here is a lager style beer. It is five point nine percent alcohol. Uh, it is made from the Miller Company in Wisconsin. Uh, go figure with the name Milwaukee. Uh, this was uh, what is it? First brewed by Gettleman in eighteen nineties. Part nice. of the Miller family in 1961. Now, the reason now Milwaukee's best is the brand, but ice. You know why it's called ice? Because you want to drink it cold. Close. So there is, uh, I know people sometimes call this 
Well, it's called a couple of different things, but uh, you can do this technique with a lot of different alcohols when you uh, create it. I know some people will use it as like a filtration. Some people will do it as like reverse distilling. Uh, but what they do is with this beer, they will brew the beer and then they will actually get it to like freezing temperatures, right? And alcohol will not freeze, but the water in it will. So it'll get... Uh, these like crystals in it, these ice crystals, and they'll literally take out some of the ice crystals. So they're taking out the water and leaving all the alcohol and all like the flavor. So that's why this is bumped up to 5.9% alcohol. No, oh, hell yeah. So and it's, which it, is how much more than regular Milwaukee's best. Oh man, that I didn't look. I know normal, you know, Bud Light, Middle Light, Coors Light. That's about four point two to four point four percent alcohol. Um, Milwaukee. <laughs> I don't. The funny thing that right when I said that Milwaukee's best. Wait, is it the same? No, that can't be right. If it is, I'm like, well, what the hell's the point of the ice then? Uh, is there even just a Milwaukee's best without the ice? Yeah, there's a Milwaukee's best premium and a Milwaukee's best light. Now I know Milwaukee's best light will would be a little bit lighter. So maybe Milwaukee's best premium is still five point nine percent alcohol. So it's like really like what? It's kind of like what's the? Uh, I guess also the forming of ice crystal is supposed to create a smoother beer as well. I guess that's something else. Uh, so the premium is a little bit less smooth. It's a little more bitter. Which I'm a. I looked up this on uh, the Beer Advocate. If you're a follower, uh, didn't get the best rating. Um, it got a score of 52, ranked uh, 50,083. Uh, Jesus, 50,083. Yeah, uh, ranked. And the first thing I see is someone says a review on here, and it's a 1.52 out of 5. And the first <laughs> the first line is, absolute yuck. This pours, <laughs> this pours a dirty-looking straw yellow color with a small head and not much lacing. It smells like sweet corn, rainwater, and booze. Certainly not the most inviting thing ever. Well... This is <laughs> this is cheap dumpster juice, and you shouldn't really expect anything from it. <laughs> oh, this sweet, sweet tasting dumpster juice. <laughs> I think I found my new favorite beer. I think I found my new way to describe <laughs> shit. Dumpster juice. <laughs> Thank you for that review. Let me give uh, props to the guy if anyone else wants to go <laughs> read that review. Uh, greasy, <laughs> uh, greasy physique. Yeah, greasy physique from New York. Uh, see, at first when you said greasy, I thought it was you that left that review, dude. I, as soon as I saw it, I was like greasy. It's like a somebody after my own heart there. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was greasy. Greasy is the next, is the next one down below that by a guy named Trainwreck. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Meter 98, also from oh. New York. And then there's another one. Dan Ziffer, Bullet Boober. I don't know. 
Who comes up Uber? There's a Buckeye 55 from North Carolina. (laughs) He's in the wrong state. Yeah, that's what I was sitting there thinking. Uh, Gray Shadow, the Through Red Butter, Through Red Butter. Through Red Butter. Yeah. Through Red Butter. What did Through Red Butter say about it? Uh, He gave it a 2.53 out of 5. L. Transparent with golden color, two fingers, a fluffy white, fluffy white head. S, bland, not bad, but nothing good either. Like the nose, nothing here. Pretty remarkable, nearly 6%. That is no flavor. F, thin and watery, clean finish. O, it doesn't taste bad. It just doesn't taste like anything. So, What was he spelling out there? L-S-T-F-O? Yeah. I have no idea. Unless that's some, like, laughing sensibly to uh, fucking otters. I don't know. Um, What he's doing is he's laughing at us trying to figure out what the fuck his shit means. Yeah, pretty much. God damn it. All right. Uh, Let's let's go ahead and drink it and see what we think it is. That's right. Let's give it the old college try. That's right. Cheers. Penetrate, penetrate all the simple minds. They adore what a bore, how they stand in line. Dilate, dilate, what's my drug of choice? It's okay when they pay, they say I got the voice. Look at this, a motherfucker is a millionaire. Realize it's a mess that you wear. Violate, violate, such a simple plan. To be honest, a dead man, yeah I want it and I need it to make a man, yeah I love it, a fucking rock star, yeah I want it and I need it to make a man, yeah I love it, a fucking rock star Penetrate, penetrate all the simple minds It tastes like beer (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely does that It I, I kind of mentioned that earlier. It tastes like I'm getting a little bit of bush light feels off of it, um, but it actually has a little bit more grainy. Maybe I like some of them that would kind of mention that a little bit of that corn aftertaste. I could taste that, um, but I mean overall, it's just like a it's just a basic beer, man. Like I was, it's it's this is not the thing you're gonna get if you're wearing a three-piece suit and you're at a nice bar and you're you know you're like i I need a nice lager uh and then we're gonna have some uh, some appetizers and maybe i'm gonna hit on this lawyer over here or something like that like that's not gonna happen uh well you need a stout to hit on attorneys yeah uh this is more along the lines of like hey i've i've spent through all my money on the rent and I got about I don't know like I found ten dollars worth of change in my car uh, yeah, this is the beer that's that bitch free to cross the street and that trailer there looks pretty good in them days Dukes I'm yeah. about to go over there and get me some of that it is a little bit Ricky Bobby I'll give you that cause like you ever you know in that movie his dad always had a beer and that beer can was fucking huge the whole time oh yeah that's the way this is cause like every I could not find a can that wasn't small like a normal 12 ounce can like I'm drinking a 16 ounce can 
Yeah. Uh, yes, that, you are. That was the smallest six pack I could find. Was six of those. Um, yeah, and I got a big twenty four ounce can, baby. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Bobby. Uh, if you're not first, you're right. <laughs> but uh, I gotta say, like, it's not bad. I mean, the last time I drank this, I was much younger. Um, <laughs> uh, which I think I told the story about me and a bunch of guys went uh like kayaking and you know we were uh we basically our, our buddy's dad bought us all this beer and uh we're going kayaking and we're going down the river and it's like you basically just go from point a and then you get at the end and then you basically end up wherever you go and it takes like an hour hour and a half or two hours and then you just get out and then you jump in a van. They drive you back to your cars, right? Well, there's like probably four of us younger guys and there's like two or three older guys. And like we all split up the beer. And I, I had never drank Milwaukee's best ice. And like I said, I was a little bit younger. And I got so hammered <laughs> kayaking down this stream that at one point I got separated from everybody because at first everyone's in groups. And then like, yeah. you know, the, the people that are in it to win it, like the ones that are like, it's a fucking race. Yeah. Uh, they just fucking go off ahead. And then the rest of us, like, you know, we're kind of like stopping. We're like stopping by like little like hangovers of like trees and stuff where there's like a little bit of a shadow and we kind of all stop underneath it. We all like shotgun a couple, all of us young guys kind of shotgun beers and then we keep going and then we just kind of keep doing that. Well, like, so at one point I'm so hammered and I'm going down this, <laughs> this, uh, Creek in this kayak. And like, all of a sudden I look in front of me and no one's there and I look behind me and no one's there. And then I just go, Oh fuck. I'm lost. <laughs> 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 yeah and then yeah. i start drunkenly going all right was there a turn somewhere did i see a turn <laughs> were we supposed to all make a right turn at some point and like and if you took the left way is this is this is this the waterfall is this where i'm just gonna <laughs> plunge to my death <laughs> so or did i or did i miss the cutoff yeah, exactly. I, I, I did that once. I was kayaking down and uh and I end up like in this area and there's nobody around me and I swear up and down I missed the cutoff. And I get out and start walking my kayak back up stream trying to find where the cutoff was. And then I see somebody else in my group, this girl comes comes down and she's like, Mike, what are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going back. She's like, what? She's like, why? And I said, I missed the, I missed the drop off or whatever. And she's like, we're not even close to it yet. I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. I needed someone like that. I was just, I was just too incoherent to have directions. Cause I was just, I wasn't paying attention. Normally I feel like, I keep a, even when I've been hammered in my life, I usually try to keep track of where I'm at in case I have to make a getaway because cops are real. Uh, and you never know being with a big group of drunk asses yeah. when you're going to have to escape on foot, <laughs> especially when you're younger. <laughs> oh, I remember those days. Yeah. 
especially if you're like out in the middle. I don't know about you, but I've been out in the middle of the cut sometimes where I like I'm in other counties that I'm not familiar with. And I'm just happen to be at a party and I'm like, dude, if the cops show and I run, I have no idea where I'm at. I could be lost out in the woods for days <laughs> before I figure out how the hell or where the hell I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Thank God the cops don't break up those parties. <laughs> so, uh, my buddy Ralph and I, yeah, <laughs> we're TDY in the Air Force. Uh, we're on a temporary duty assignment, and we get we go to uh, somewhere in Kansas, some random Air Force base in Kansas, and we're there for like the entire weekend, right? Yeah. So we decide we're going to go hit up the bar scene, right? Because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. We go hit up the bars. And uh, of course, we run into a couple girls that invite us to a house party the following night. We go to this house party and uh, we're sitting there hanging out. And, uh, <laughs> and pretty much kind of this, that exact situation happens. <laughs> where they've got like this rap music just blaring in the middle of the subdivision. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, it's, woo, 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 and everybody's like, cops, run. And Ralph and I are like, like we ain't running like shit. Yeah. We're, bo- we're both of age and uh, we're in the military. Like, we're not, gonna, what are we going to run for? Yeah. So we just kind of go walk in out into the uh like into the like driveway area and this cop comes walking up and he's like hey and says something something to us and we're like oh yeah we're uh air force we're just here uh <laughs> like we're here supervising the children or some shit <laughs> we said something stupid like that yeah and he's like you guys need to go and well at that time there was no lift there was no ubers and we like got a ride from this girl to this house in the middle of this subdivision from like the hotel bar where we're staying in that hotel for the weekend. Like, and I'm not, we had no idea how far away that was, what direction it was. I could, we could, neither one of us were both too drunk to even remember what the name of the hotel was. Yeah. We're like, fuck. And like, we had back then you just had like the old flip phones and shit. And like, I didn't even have the number of like the commanding, like the pilot and shit that we were there with. I had to, we were fucked. We didn't know what to do. So we just start walking, right? We're walking through this neighborhood and, uh, it's one of those neighborhoods where like every house looks almost fucking identical. Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Cul-de-sac after cul-de-sac, where you're like it's it's like its own like its own like like uh, corn maze almost of houses and roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we so we're walking for like it was, seems like for fucking ever, right? And then we go up and turn around this corner and uh, to turn on this next street we're going to try down, and we turn on this street. And there sits the same fucking cop in that driveway. <laughs> <laughs> and we come walking up to him like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, 
or did did you break up another house or is this the house we just left a little while ago? He's like, no, nah, I didn't leave. I didn't go anywhere. Like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we just walked in a massive circle somehow. Yeah. So we ended up getting a ride back to our, we like through uh fucking trial and error with this cop trying to guess where we were at. We finally figured out what hotel we were staying at and uh <laughs> and he he actually gave us a ride back and then the pilot and a couple of the other crew members that were there with us just happened to be standing outside the hotel smoking when we come pulling up in this cop car and the cop comes and like lets us out the back of the car (laughs) (laughs) the guy's like we can't take you motherfuckers anyway (laughs) you know i i was just thinking about this the other day granted uh misclaimer just for all the listeners don't drink and drive uh it's not safe don't do it uh the story I'm about to tell is true, but don't do it. It's stupid. Uh, so one night, <laughs> me and uh, uh, it was basically like me and my all my roommates at the time, and we're at this like country bar uh, called Austin City, or if you're familiar with the area, we call it Austin Shitty. Um, and like, so we go there, and like my. Tumba roommates at the time, uh, there was four of us. Two of them were like pretty country and they loved going to this place and I'd go with them, but like, you know, I'd have to like, you know, put on my shit kickers and kind of like, you know, liven it up a little bit. We're there and our one roommate is like talking this girl's ear off and he's like, oh man, this girl's feeling me. I like this, like, you know, he's thinking he's gonna like take her home, that kind of thing. Well, she's like, I've got to go. Well, like, and somehow he kind of talks her into giving us all a ride. And she goes, I'll just give you a ride to my house. And all of us are there. They're like, we got a cab there. Like, no one can drive. We're all hammered. And we we're like, oh, she was like, yeah, how many of you are there? And they were like, oh, there's like four of us, right? Oh, no, I think there was five of us. So, she so we all go walking out to the parking lot and now we're all staring at her fire red mustang and there's five guys and one girl right and we're all like what the fuck okay so like three people get in the back seat i lay down across all the guys in the back seat (laughs) and then the guy who's with the girl he sits in the shotgun and then she's driving right and she is driving so erratic. We're all screaming, telling her to stop. Dude, we're on a highway going like 60 miles an hour. And I'm going, for the love of God, let me the fuck out of this death trap. I was <laughs> like, I will fucking walk. And she's like, you, you all like, yeah, I don't know if you ever seen that scene from 40 year old virgin where he gets the drunk girl to drive him home. Yeah, <laughs> she's like fucking French toast, like that chick. That was her with five dudes in the car, and I'm fucking screaming. I'm losing my shit. I'm getting pissed. I'm like, get, just like, just fucking pull over, fucking pull. I don't give a fuck. We're on a highway. I will start fucking walking. It's fine. I would rather walk. And she's just like, ah, y'all are just pussies. Da, da, da. And she just keeps driving, right? So then she drives us to her house, which we think is her house. And <laughs> we pull up to her driveway. 
And then all of a sudden, this grown woman comes busting out the door. And from the look of her, it looks like her mom. And she goes, yeah. where are the... She goes, where the fuck have you been? You're out drinking again and just going off on this chick, right? And as she's going off, five guys get out of her car, right? And the daughters or the mom's like, no, this is not happening. This is not happening here. I don't know what the hell is going on. You all got to leave just screaming at us, right? I don't, I guess she was, <laughs> I guess this is a regular occurrence for this girl, uh, and then we all just had to start walking like in a neighborhood. None of us knew where the hell we're at. So I started playing a game. Now, also, this was before Uber and Lyft. But here's the thing. This was in Lexington. I had every cab company's phone number in my phone. And I would play a game called Who Gets Here First? <laughs> <laughs> And I would go down and call every cab company and go, I need a cab at this address. I need a cab at this address. I need a cab at this address. And the first one that got me was the one that gets paid. Yeah. And I was probably the reason all the cabs were always tied up and took 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, but that's the But that was it. That was why I hated cab companies because I would call. And I've actually been, I called a cab one time. They're like, it's going to be two hours. I'm like two hours and they're like, yeah, they're like they're all on routes and they're all going different places. Granted, it was like a busy night, but like still you're like, holy shit. Right. But even on a slow night, it's like, it'll be at least 30, 45 minutes for a cab gets there. Well, I would just start calling every single one of them. And the best part is we're walking through this neighborhood. And every time we'd pass or hit a corner, I'd go, I'm on the corner of da, 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 and da, da, da. I need a cab at this address. Then we just keep walking until I hit the next two street intersections. And I'd call the next one and call that cab. And then just keep doing it until one of them finally finds us. That's not good. Cause then you got cabs just showing up at random corners and nobody's there. Uh, I didn't care. I was hammered. Uh, and the, I will say the shitty part is I'm pretty sure I got blackballed by a couple cab companies. Like they would just not like, I guess because I did that so much, they just wouldn't accept my calls anymore. Uh, like if my number called, they just hang up. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what do you want from me? You're the slow one. If you would fucking step up your game, yeah, you would get the fair. It's not my fault that you couldn't make it here on time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, we definitely got a ride. And then I had to deal with the cab companies calling my phone for the next hour and a half. But whatever. <laughs> what <laughs> did you call? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they would. Every time. They're like, yeah, I'm here. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not. Thanks. <laughs> yep. Another cab just happened to come by as I was waiting, and I got in it. Sorry. Basically. Well, all right. Well, we're going to go to a commercial break now. And uh, when we come back, uh, because I can't think of any other segue to get us back on the track. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will talk about uh, motherfuckers. All right. Yeah. Are you tired of not getting pregnant? Do you ever wish that you had a bunch of illegitimate children like your favorite rock star or professional athlete? Does your husband not want kids, but you do? 
Well, try Holy Man brand condoms. See, our patented state-of-the-art technology does not allow for any wasted semen. Our famous mesh-tipped condoms help to funnel and allow every swimmer to become an Olympian. So when people don't respect your religion and make you grab for a condom, then you grab a Holy Man brand condom. When a little miracle needs to happen. And we're back. uh, From that sponsor from Agmo Industries. Uh, Get a hold of that at agmo.gov and uh, get all your your needs there. Yeah. Um, Alex, how do you feel being uh, preparing yourself to be a daddy and having to deal with all of the... uh, the pregnancy issues that your body is not facing, but you're still having to deal with. Yes. Um, great question. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, (laughs) all right. So wait, let me break this down. So you're asking what I'm, like how am I how am I getting prepared for all this? How how are you holding up? How are you holding up? Okay. Having to deal with uh having to deal with Prego Mamo over there, and uh and uh you know getting ready to be a, a big daddy on the block. Well, I'll I'll be honest with you. So like it started off. I thought I was prepared. Like you always hear all the the stereotypes and all that, and you think like I got this yada yada. Um, I was not prepared. At Twal. Um, it has been an adventure for sure. Um, it's 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 different. Uh, I don't know. Like you definitely gotta you, like if you're gonna be there for that person, you gotta like be you gotta be on point. You gotta be ready. You gotta take care of everything. Uh, especially the longer it goes, the more it's on you. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. So at first, I thought you were talking about once the baby's born. I was thinking, well, yeah, you got to do everything for that fucking infant, of course. Yeah. yeah. But then I realized you were talking about her. Yeah. And I, then I was thinking, well, yeah, you got to do everything for that infant. Fucking <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, you're right, man. They can't, dude. One of the biggest things uh, with Mandy when she was pregnant was I can't lift anything over ten pounds, or I might hurt the baby. Yeah. Like what? That was. I was like, what? I was like, and then I'd start sending her videos, Instagram videos of <laughs> chicks like doing squats with a hundred pounds while they're like eight months pregnant. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I've seen those CrossFit girls that like that have a baby like a baby bulge and still have like an eight pack that's like yeah. wrapped around it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, look, look, she's over there doing curling, fucking 175 pounds, and you're like, I can't lift up 10 pound box. Yeah, like, and then wait until she's like pregnant. Wait till she's pregnant, and then decides, hey, let's move somewhere. <laughs> well, I can stand and watch. 
Oh my god. That's exactly what's happening to us. Yeah? Holy shit. Is that just like something that happens or like, no, this place isn't good enough. We must move. We must make a nest. Yeah. Yeah. And they can't help because they can't lift anything because they might hurt the baby. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Alex, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. I know it's unwarranted, but I'll tell you what. It's It's coming at you anyways. Yeah. When you uh, have this baby, this this is my best piece of fatherly advice for you, okay? All right. Uh, Throw it in mud as often as possible. (laughs) Why, just to get the immune system up? (laughs) Let it get dirty, man. Let that kid get dirty. Yeah. Don't be... and And that was... I meant metaphorically and not metaphorically. Yeah. Because you got to let you got to let kids be kids and you got to uh let them get a little dirty and you're right, you got to build that immune system, but at the same time you got to not uh be too uh oh, what's the word? Like uh like overprotective. Yeah. Otherwise, when they turn 18 and they move out, they turn into Marilyn Manson. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And you don't want your... I mean, as cool as it would be to be Marilyn Manson's dad, uh, you don't want your kid to be Marilyn Manson. Yeah, pretty much. I... uh, No, I totally get that. Uh, Yeah, see, my thing... See, I'm all about, <laughs> I don't know why this, you made me think of, I had a, a geometry teacher one time who had a sucker in his mouth and he dropped it and it landed on the ground in front of the whole class and he picks it up and there's like fuzz balls and shit hanging off the side of this sucker. And he goes, and we're all looking at him like, he's not gonna. No, he's not going to put that in his mouth, is he? And it's like, he, you can see the dust particles on it. He goes, I just want you all to know, this is going to make my immune system stronger and sticks it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, you don't fucking judge me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I totally get it. I've, I've, I mean, I've, I feel like, I saw my brother's kids and like their, their mom was a, you know, nurse practitioner and she was very like, make sure you use Sandy wipe. And like, I remember hearing my brother and his wife, like his wife was like, go take your son to the bathroom. And she was like, make sure you wipe down the seat though, because we're in a restaurant. And he goes, "My, my brother's like, it'll be fine. And she goes, no, that's disgusting. You don't know who's pissed on it or who's done what. You need to make sure you wipe it down, make sure it's clean. And my brother's like, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And that was just, that was them. Like they, they got dunked into Lysol and uh, Purell all the time. And I was like, yeah. I remember I went swimming in flood drainage sewage pipes through my <laughs> neighborhood <laughs> And I swear I've got one of the better immune systems of my friends. So uh, there's something to it. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. Yeah. 
Got to get that immune system built up. Yeah. So, uh, but besides that, with um, so, but we're talking about like dealing with dealing with pregnant women. Yes, a a pregnant woman. Uh, how how's that been going for you? It's not too bad, actually. I uh, there's definitely some things I probably should step up, especially if you listen to my uncle, who gave me so much shit in the beginning. Uh, totally called me out. Uh, in such a worst way, uh, like she just like she had, was pregnant and she was starting to show a little bit. And he goes, "This is my." I always call him my cool, wise uncle. He's uh, a <laughs> like when he was single. You know, we were in high school, and he was like in you know his probably mid to late twenties. Uh, he lived in a trailer. He was a mechanic. He he was like he was a blues guy that played like harmonica and bars and stuff. Like I was like really cool, cool ass guy. And he's got that like raspy, uh, like blues voice. And he's just like, hey, how you doing? Like, boy, let me tell you something. Uh, you need then he'd give you little like wise little tidbits. Well, he still does that to this day. He's got but now you know he's married, has kids, all that. But he looked at me the other day. Was like, let me, hey, Alex. You uh, you start rubbing her feet yet? It's like, <laughs> no. It's like, wait, wait you're t- you haven't rubbed her feet? I'm like, no, I haven't rubbed her feet. I was like, she's just really pregnant. It's like, all right, so you're telling me when you go hang out with all your buddies that have children, and they go, I've rubbed her feet every night, and then you go, I haven't rubbed her feet at all. And like, what makes you think you're better than them, huh? <laughs> <laughs> This was in front of Cassie, and she's like looking at me like, "Yeah, what makes you think you're better than?" That? Like, God <laughs> damn it! I guess I'm rubbing her feet, um, which I knew I was just waiting for her to like just say, "My feet hurt," you know that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, that that's definitely, or you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe my uncle has a foot fetish. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Um, and maybe a little of both. Yeah, yeah. He was a little like, yeah, that's how we got her in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know if that's how babies get made, but okay. <laughs> not your babies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so definitely rub that feet, those feet, because um, they are going to hurt. Uh, I will tell you this. The one one big thing I've learned is that when she tells you that she is hungry or she needs to eat. You are on a fucking ticking clock. You have, it's like, I don't know if you ever played a video game where you have like two minutes to get from point A to point B before a boulder or an explosion happens or a tidal wave like comes over the boat. Like you are on a time limit and some shit's going to go down. If you don't hit it, I fucked up so bad the first couple times because <laughs> she was like, I'm hungry. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then like we were doing something and then we just keep doing it. And then she like later, she's like, I'm, I, I feel like I need to go eat something. <clears throat> and then like the third time she said we need to eat now like like just lo- like there it, it goes past hangry to this other level like before pregnancy it just gets to hangry where you'll just you'll hear about it, it if you get a violent girlfriend she might hit you you know that kind of thing but this goes past hangry and it gets to a whole nother level of like fear of like the, the only thing that's going to save me is food in this belly. 
(laughs) (laughs) So here's a little inside baseball about our wives. Yeah. Uh, And, and I've just, this just popped in my head from you telling that story right there is our wives come from a family that thrive on passive aggressiveness. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. The, the most passive aggressive people I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. And I'm the opposite. I'm in your face. I'm blunt. And when I think something, I say it. It comes out of my mouth. There's no hesitation. There's no filter. It, it, you know what I'm thinking. Yeah. What I'm hearing from you is that passive aggressiveness when she's pregnant has a very thin line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets to a point where <laughs> there, there. It's like it's warnings is all it is. It's like if you forget to pay your electric bill, and they like, hey, you need to pay this shit, and you're like, ah, fuck it, I don't need that letter, and they send you another one, ah, fuck it, and then all of a sudden they just cut your electric off, or or it, honestly, it's it's like the countdown to every James Bond movie. It's like. Uh, uh, meltdown in 10 9 8 <laughs> and you're just rushing around like ah, 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 i can i can get i give you a ham say oh you can't eat that uh how about a uh, how about this how about let's just go to taco bell and we'll get tacos <laughs> <laughs> so i'll tell you a story about uh when Jack's mom was pregnant, when her and I were together back way back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, it's like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Okay. Yeah. I'm laying there dead asleep in the bed. All of a sudden I get knocked upside my head, woken up. I'm like, jump up out of bed. Like, Whoa, shit. What's up? What's going on? And she's like, I need food now. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and I look at the clock and it's like, like I said, it's like 2, 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, uh, I don't know what's open right now. Uh, maybe White Castles. And she's like, then get me some White Castles and get it now. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm going. So I, I'm like in my pajamas. I go running out to my car, drive down to White Castles, right? Get a bunch of sliders, turn around. I'm fucking rushing back to our apartment. All of a sudden, I see some red and blue lights behind me. <laughs> like, son of a bitch, because I am 100% speeding, trying to yeah. get back to it, right? Cop is taking his sweet ass time. He thinks he's got a drunk driver at two thirty in the morning, right? Well, just yeah. pulling out of just pulling out of White Castles. Like I got this motherfucker. So he, <laughs> dude, is taking forever. And for somebody who's in a rush to get back to their pregnant girlfriend, he's taking forever, right? Oh, oh, I'm sure. So he finally gets up to the window, just meanders on up there. Actually, I don't even think he got to the window yet, and I yell out the window, hey, I got food for my pregnant girlfriend. I'm in a hurry, man. (laughs) (laughs) And he finally gets up to the window, and he's like, like, what? 
did you just say something about pregnant girlfriend? I was like, yeah, man. I was like, she just woke me up. out. Oh, look at me. I'm, I'm in pajamas. She just woke me up out of bed, made me come here to get her food. I'm rushing to get back to her, and you fucking pull me over, man. <laughs> He's like, my bad, man. He's like, hurry up and get back to her. I was like, all right. <laughs> I pulled right here. He hadn't even made it back to his car yet. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> he knew. Yeah. I, she has not woke me up in the middle of the night. Uh, that's one thing she's been a sweetheart about. I do feel bad because I know right now I've got an odd schedule. Oh, sorry. Um, and uh, like I'll wake up at like four in the morning and then she won't go back to sleep. And then she hates it. Like her biggest thing is at night is that she's got like, I don't know. She's so uncomfortable. She can't sleep. And I yep. swear to God, we have a mountain, a fucking mountain. This is what one thing you're not going to be prepared for if you are uh never had kids is the mountain of fucking pillows that will just appear dude every shape sizes like she <laughs> like she asks me like hey you care if i buy this pillow do you care if i buy this pillow do you care if i do this i mean we've got one that looks like a snake we got another one that's like it's like a big u but it like detaches a different one we got one that's like like a like a triangle there's like there's one that's like a, a right angle triangle pillow and then there's another one that's like more of like an obtuse uh angle <laughs> shout out uh <laughs> uh triangle pillow and they all do something different and one night she'll sleep a certain way and she'll be fine next night that does that shit ain't working she's got flipped yeah. something else and she's all over the place and i sleep on a sliver of this bed yeah yeah <laughs> Dude, I, it, it's like a balancing act. Like I'm impressed by my, by how adaptable I am. I don't know if it's a, it's if it's a guy thing or if it's just like me personally or what. But I swear, like I, I feel like sometimes I sleep on a, like on a trapeze line, uh-huh. and somehow perfectly balance and You're not a balance beam. Yeah, I'm not falling into her and I'm not falling off the bed. And I just somehow just like wiggle it. Uh you know And here and this I'm gonna tell you this right now. Uh now that you have given up that land, you're not yeah, that real estate's back. gone. You're not yeah. getting it back. Dude, oh, Wayland is about to turn three and I have yet to get back any of my real estate. I'm still yeah. on that sliver. Uh, that's called imminent domain. Is <laughs> <laughs> what that shit was. <laughs> I, uh, I will say, just, but know, I'm used to it now. Like even when, even when I'm in the bed, when she's not there, when she won't even be in the bed with me and yeah. I'll be laying there and I'll be on my side on the very tip of the edge of the bed sleeping. And I'm like, <laughs> what am I even doing right now? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. I had a pretty good sleep the other night where I, uh, had a little bit of a scare where there was a guy I worked with who came down with the vid. So we decided to kind of like separate just cause she's preggers. So I slept on the couch, right. For two or three days. And 
I gotta be honest, man. It was, uh, I don't know if it's my body type. Like, like I know this is going to sound weird, but like my father sleeps on the couch most of his life. Like, don't get me wrong. My parents have a good, healthy relationship, but like as a kid, my dad, like I remember telling like teachers and be like, where, uh, where does your mommy and dad sleep? I'd be like, well, daddy sleeps on the couch in the basement and mom sleeps in the bed upstairs. And then be like, Oh, okay. Is, is everything okay at home? Like, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, how long have they been doing that since I can remember? Yeah. <laughs> dad just like sleeping on the couch. And now part of that, I will give to my parents credit. It's my dad wakes up at, you know, ass crack in the morning, four or five. He also has a bad habit of, he doesn't like, he's not a person that sleeps the whole way through the night. Like he, he, he'll sleep like an hour or two, maybe three hours. He'll wake up, he'll go into the kitchen, grab something to eat, go back to sleep, wake up in a couple hours, do it again. And then maybe do it once more than go to work. Like he doesn't get, he doesn't get a straight eight hours. He gets like two or three hours segments and he's done it his whole life. Um, so, and my mom is like just out, but if my dad's up and down all night, she's just like, she ends up being awake. So it's just one of those things. Right. Yeah. And I think my dad also has a, I don't know. They thought he had like a sleep apnea, not apnea, but like, I don't know. I swear to God, you can talk to my dad in the middle of the night. He'll be sitting at the kitchen table. Uh, like you talk to him, you have full blown conversations with him. And the next morning he won't remember shit. <laughs> and you don't know if it's just him sleepwalking or what it is. Yeah. Cause I've done it. I've come home. Like, you know, I was in high school. I'd come home. Maybe I was out partying. I'm feeling good. I just, for some reason, I'm just curious. And I was like, I have, I've had like heart to hearts with my dad. And the next day I'm like, Hey dad, do you, do you remember what we talked about last night? He goes, we talked last night. I'm like, yeah, you don't remember that? It was like three in the morning. He goes, I, I don't, I don't know, son. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Sounds Uh, about right. I forgot where I was going with all this shit, to be honest with you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, uh, um, oh, sleeping on the couch is what it was. I, uh, I slept on the couch and I, I don't know why it's like, all the guys, <laughs> my dad and all his brothers, oh my God, they sleep on couches. It's, it's our thing, apparently. But, dude, that was like, it, it, it was actually pretty, uh, it was pretty nice. Like, I had a little bit more real estate on a couch. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, I think it might be kind of just like a guy thing, really, because I know my dad frequently will fall asleep on a couch watching TV. And then nine times out of ten, not even go to bed that night. Just stay there until the morning. Yeah. I used to, uh, in my old apartment, do that all the time. Just stay on my couch watching TV until I fell asleep. And then wake up at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning with the TV still going, still sleeping on my couch. Yeah. Sometimes still in my jeans and my shoes and everything else because... I was too drunk to take everything off. <laughs> yeah, I've I've definitely done that. Uh, I will say 
if I would, if I fell asleep on the couch from exhaustion, where I like, I might have a beer or two, fall asleep on the couch watching TV, I would always wake up at like two or three in the morning. Like I would get an hour or two, but usually two, I would have like all the lights on, the TVs on. There's like too much going on. So I would just wake up for no damn reason. Yep. And then I had to Here, go. Here's something that's going to happen uh, after that baby's born, though. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to get any more sleep. I know everyone keeps saying that. It's Everybody. not going to happen. And then because uh, it's the truth. That's why everybody says it is because it's true. And then as the father, this is what you're going to end up doing. You're yeah. going to go to work. And then they're going to come home from work. And when you park in the parking lot or you're in front of your house or in front of your apartment or wherever you're at, you're going to sit in your car and you're going to lean your seat back and you're going to fall asleep for about two hours. And then your phone's going to be blowing up and it's going to be your wife going, where the fuck are you at? Yeah. And then you're going to be like, babe, I got stuck in traffic. I'm here right <laughs> now. Yeah. And you'll prop your seat back up and you'll get out and you'll walk right up the house because sometimes you just can't take it anymore and you got to yeah. take a little lap where you can get it. Oh, yeah. I can understand that. It's only happened to me I so many times I can't even count. <laughs> That's funny. I think it happened to me last night and I drove home. Oh, I didn't drive home. I drove over to her parents' house after working on this house for fucking five hours or whatever. It's one o'clock in the morning. I pull up in her driveway. My God, I just want to go up. I just want to go to sleep. I pull up in her driveway and I'm like listening to some like far right wing lunatic on the radio. <laughs> yeah. And I, Close my eyes. Next thing I know, I wake up and it's like quarter to two. I think like I basically blinked and like 45 minutes just went by like boop. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I fell asleep just sitting here with a car running in the driveway for 45 yeah. fucking minutes. Like, God damn. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I better go inside. One of my friends did that at a fucking uh, at a stop sign. I'm following him into work. <laughs> I'm like following him into work. And we were we're at this gas station. We I just happened to run into him at this gas station before work, like stopped and got some breakfast and shit. This is a few years back. Yeah. And uh we're in there bullshitting and stuff, and then I was like, all right, let's get to work. So we leave the gas station and we pull up to this red light, and he's in front of me, and it turns green. And he doesn't go. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I like beeped my horn, still didn't go. And it turned red. I'm like, like what the fuck is he doing? He's just <laughs> so then it turns green again and he still doesn't go. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I pull around the side of him, like in the in the right lane. I pull over next to him and look over, and he is out. Damn. Out cold, sitting there at the red light. So I like just laid on my horn and he finally like opened his eyes and looked over at me. And I'm like, just like mouth to him, like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. 
But that could be that's dangerous. That could have been who knows? Yeah. He could have fucking been sleep uh what's that called? Um sleep driving? No, uh what um where you just like fall asleep out of nowhere. Oh, um yeah, I have an aunt that actually uh ep- not epilepsy, what is it? Um Oh my god, I'm going blank on it now. But no, I've I've got an aunt that does that where like if you give her if it's like a, the least bit of like no one's talking, no one's doing anything, dude, she's yeah. out every time. Yeah. Especially if we've been a very like crazy day. Um oh my god, what is it? Narcolepsy? Yeah, that's it. Narcolepsy, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! I was googling that and it just hit me. Yeah, yeah, she does that because like, especially like, don't get me wrong, she drives. She's the teacher, but like, if she like, you know, I remember we'd all go to the beach because she's like from like North Carolina, so like we'd all go over there and visit, and like we all go to the beach and like, you know, afterwards maybe we go like get. Did you uh, say she teaches driving? No, no, no. She teaches. Uh, I was like, she drives, but she's also a teacher. Um, just saying, like I'm sure some people that are narcoleptic, narcoleptic don't drive. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I, put those two, I don't know. Two most random things to put together. She, uh, yeah, she has a coin collection and she drives. Uh, she can also work a weed eater. I know that's pertinent to the story. Um, <laughs> Just to prove you can live with narcolepsy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because <laughs> I I realized like <laughs> yeah anyway um, <laughs> but yeah she uh, oh man but yeah so <laughs> I always remember us all going out to the beach we'd go get something to eat afterwards on the ride home because the beach was like forty five minutes away out every time she was just crashed out in the front seat uh, not driving uh, passenger seat but. I remember hearing from my cousins like, oh, she does it all the time. Like if you if she's like left to not if nothing's there to keep her attention done, like she's sleeping. I bet you there's insomnia people that would like love to have that problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Sometimes I think I have insomnia. Do you, What would you rather have narcolepsy or insomnia? Insomnia. Yeah. And be more productive. Because I got, I don't have enough hours in a day as it is. Yeah, I mean that's true. I did. I got too much going on. I got five different hats on. I'm trying to do a million different things at once, and it just isn't working. <laughs> yeah. And then I got then at one o'clock in the morning, I got my wife blowing my phone up like, "Go to sleep." I'm like, "I got shit I gotta do." Yeah. <laughs> I get that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> one of the things that we were going to do, uh, with her being pregnant was originally we were, you know, we're living in this apartment and we were just going to like basically, uh, break the lease. So we were going to wait till he's born in February, break the lease. So we would have to pay two months rent. January, February, break the lease, which is going to cost an extra two months rent. So that's four months rent for two months, right, of the year. Uh, or 
our lease is actually up in May, the beginning of May. So we could just pay the two months lease of the actual two months before we're act- our lease is up and we wouldn't have to break it. But it went from like me trying to figure out how to move this entire apartment in the month of January and February uh, where she can't do anything because she's pregnant. Right. By myself. And with the COVID shit, I've got a lot of friends that like, I'd like to help, but I can't. I'm like, I get it. Like, I've got a buddy like, you know, uh, you know, I got one buddy who was like, definitely willing to like, you know, bring his truck. I got like, I got some friends from work that were like, yeah, I'll help a little bit. But you know, like, I, like there's a lot of issues right now. Right. Uh, and I was kind of like, look, this is like the worst time. And the fact that, like, as soon as he's born, that means, like, even even if he's born in the middle of the month, I've got two weeks to get this entire apartment out. Yeah. By myself, essentially. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I've got, uh, I, uh, this is, this actually isn't his name, but I know he listens every once in a while. So shout out to the uh, Studley Pudley. Um, he was going to help me. Uh, my main man, and then uh, my I was probably gonna call him my other cousin. <laughs> I'm gonna use his nickname, Trucky, uh, to come help me. Um, but it was just gonna be too much, honestly, and I wouldn't want to. I don't know, put anybody in weird positions, uh, because all the COVID shit going on. So yeah, I could come help you, but you know, I got I'm contaminated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean y'all are pr- pretty close uh and i got an entire fucking house that i gotta move myself that's what i thought you were gonna say i was like dude you got your own house to move your shit and fix and do all that yeah. uh, which i appreciate <laughs> the offer but uh, i would feel bad ripping you from it but yeah so now i went from freaking out for two months now we're kind of like, all right, we're just going to keep paying this apartment off till the end of the lease. We're actually, it's kind of like this. We could save 120 bucks in two months and I could lose my fucking mind in January and February, or we could just pay an extra 120 bucks and I've got, like a way to take my time and empty out this apartment after the kid's born. I see you already got all the pop dolls out from yep. behind you. Yeah. All my pop figures are gone. Uh, that was the first thing. I don't know. That's, that was, that definitely says something. She was like, I just want to go ahead and get things started. That was the first thing to get boxed up. I'm like, why is it always my shit that gets boxed up? First? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's how it is, man. That's oh, I know. how it is. Oh, I know. Uh, but it's also going to help because, you know, I'm going to be doing a longer haul between uh, the place I'm living and the place I'm working. Oh, man. I'll Which, tell you what. The mattress that I uh, that I had when we started our relationship, yeah, I bought off of some dude that I went to high school with for 50 bucks. And he didn't even, it wasn't even his mattress. It was his parents, it was his parents' old mattress that they had in their attic. And he needed money. 
So he went and stole that shit out of their attic and sold it to me for 50 bucks. Damn. And it wasn't until after the fact that he told me, like a year later, that he told me that that wasn't even really his mattress, that it was his parents. Damn. <laughs> so God only knows how old that mattress is, right? Yeah. There's a... There's like piss and jizz stains from the 70s on that thing. Uh, Dude, the <laughs> most comfortable mattress I ever fucking laid on. <laughs> Why should it be like one of those like mattresses hand stitched full of like vintage goose feathers and shit like that, that like their great great grandfather made or some shit like that? <laughs> Dude, and it's heavy as fuck. That thing weighs probably almost a hundred pounds. Fucking mattress, dude. It's Damn. so heavy. Yeah, it's. I think it's down in. I think it's down in her parents' basement right now. As a matter of fact, huh? I don't think we got. I think it's like the bottom mattress in that pile of mattresses that they have down there. Well, you know, during this whole thing, I will say I, I felt like I did something good with my mattress. That so. I had all right, so I had a mattress that was like a knockoff memory foam mattress. Uh, mass, oh my god, I can't talk. Uh, mattress, and uh, like I had that all through college, so y- you can imagine everything it's seen. Um, and but it was awesome because like I was having like I had an old shitty mattress that I had gotten off of like from my grandmother who got it. Like it basically got passed around all my relatives and this thing was just like, it was a prison cot to be honest with you. It just was something to lay on <laughs> and it was in the size of a queen size bed. Right. Uh, so finally I got this memory foam mattress. It didn't kill my back. Loved it. Dude. Right? I want to say that I want to go to a mattress store one day <laughs> where the salesperson comes and follows you around and they're like, lets you lay on the mattresses. And I want to lay on a mattress and lay there and look him dead in the eye and go, this is a fucking prison cot. <laughs> I'll take two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I got some fond memories. <laughs> I, uh, well, this is taking me back. I need some cuddles, son. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so my uh, my memory foam mattress, whatever, was the shit. Over the course of the next ten years, it got worn the fuck out. Where it like when me and her started dating, dude, it had like two rivets for like each person in it. (laughs) And the middle of it was still like firm because no one slept in the middle because it was always one or the other. So me and her would fight for dominance of the middle of the bed to get the good foam that was left. So finally like her back was hurting her. She like, I, we've got to do something. I'm like, all right. So we go out and buy a new mattress and, uh, which that had its own little thing. I don't know if you've dealt with mattress salesmen. Uh, I dealt with two types when I bought this fucking mattress. I, I, there, I went into one that this woman made me feel like she was my aunt and she loved me and she was looking out for me and she had my best interest in mind, right? And then I went to this other mattress store. When I walked in there, this guy is doing the salesman thing to me, right? And he is like... Like we tell them we just went to this other store and we were looking at this mattress. He goes, Oh, this mattress is the exact same thing, but you can get it for a hundred dollars cheaper. 
And then I'm just like, huh? And then I like lay on it and I'm like, it didn't feel the same. And then I'm like, I'm thinking it to myself. He goes, so, you know, he's, then he starts pressuring me into buying it. I don't do well when people are trying to pressure me to spend money. I like, right. I, I shut down. It's a, it's my immediate reaction. I don't trust it ever. Right. So he's trying to talk me into it. Cassie's trying to talk me into it. And it's just like, finally, I'm just like, no, nah, I just don't, I'm just not ready. He goes, Oh, he's like, well, if, if you leave, you're never going to get this price again. And then in my head, I'm like, well, then it's not fucking worth it. If, right. I'm not, if, if you can't back that up, if you have to pressure me to buy it now, that means that shit is not worth it. And that means if I actually think about it, it's the wrong decision. Um, so this guy, Finally, like he keeps like he he can't let it go. And I think he's trying to show the other salesman on the floor how it's done kind of shit. And I'm just like, and the more he's pushing, the more I'm like, no, no, I don't no, I'm good. I'm good. And then finally, like the more he pushes, the further from the sale he's getting. Yeah. I'm like, you have no idea. I'm like, you're just like at one point, I'm just like in my head. I'm like, dude, you're just pissing me off and I want to get the fuck out of this building right now. So finally we get to the point where he's frustrated because he, I just like Cassie like wants it. She was like, it's cheaper. And I'm like, it's not better quality. And I, I fucking knew that. And I was like, it is, it is cheaper, but we're, you know, you're paying for what you get for. So, I'm looking at him and he's sitting down at this point and he's just like, all right. It was like, well, here, I'm going to write this down. Look, I'll, I'll stand by this price. If you come back in here, I will give you this price. And he writes down like a post-it note. Right. <laughs> and he, and he's just like, but you, you really need to do it now. You need to do that. And he goes, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, man, I just need time to think about it. I just keep going. Like, dude, just let me just think about it. That's all I keep saying. Right. As I'm leaving, he has to say something fucking smart ass. And he goes, well, have fun sleeping on your crappy mattress. And I'm like, no fucking way. He said that to you? Yeah, that was the last thing he said to me. And I looked at him and was like, did you just fucking say that? And I was just like, you motherfucker. So then I took that post-it note and walked right over to the other mattress store across the street from that one i go they just promised me that mattress for this price and she goes we'll match it i'm like sounds cool to me and they took the post-it note that he wrote on and i bought that mattress damn at a sheer spite this yeah. like within five minutes i was like you have pissed me off so bad i don't give a fuck if this mattress is better it's getting it and i'm getting it for the same price uh, <laughs> and then I would have pulled right up in front of the other place with the mattress on the back of my car like yeah ah! yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah fuck that guy uh, I hate those dudes <laughs> with a fucking passion uh, yeah ironically a year later after I was having that mattress I remember Cassie going maybe we should get a new mattress I'm like what because she had to fight tooth and nail to get that mattress She's yeah. like, maybe it's not the right one. I was like, ah, let's let's try a mattress topper or something first, uh, <laughs> dude. And those are expensive. Yeah, we bought one, but like the foam topper, I love it. She hates it, uh, dude. We've I, got so now that I think about it. Now that I think about it, we actually have we're actually sleeping on my mattress on our bed right now. Oh, nice. And but we have. 
an ungodly expensive mattress topper on top of it. Yeah. That's like memory foam type shit, right? Yeah. And then like another semi-thick topper cover thing on top of that even, which makes this mattress, because it's already got like the cushioned, the mattress itself already had the cushioned top to it anyways. Yeah. So it was already a thicker mattress. So then it's got the mattress topper plus this additional thing on top of it. You can't fucking buy fitted sheets that fit this motherfucker. <laughs> it is no. so thick. Yeah. You probably got to get king size just to fit the damn thing. It's impossible, man. Yeah. It's We got like I got I bought the deepest pocketed queen size mattress sheets that exist. And they still don't come all the way down, man. It's no, like, I, I know. Mars is the same way. And I get yelled at because I, I guess I roll around in my sleep and I rip the uh, the fitted sheet off the mattress. Well, you know what we did? We decided, fuck fitted sheets. <laughs> we have the regular top sheet and we just lay that out, stretch it out across, and uh, we sleep on top of that now. Too that that's a good good move for sure. That is solid move. <laughs> that is solid resourcefulness. I like where that's going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We we still do the fitted sheet, even though it's big as hell. I I swear, once we get a house, I'm gonna get a king size. That's my goal. I miss. Uh, I had a king size water bed. My first apartment. I took my brother's old water bed he had in like. 1993 and somehow we still had it around the house so i decided i'm going to take that to college and i used it my like for a couple years but i didn't want to deal with it anymore but man i love that freaking bed it was so big i could roll and roll and roll some more and i'm still on the bed yeah and and it's a water bed so like as you roll and stop rolling you're still rolling yeah, I kind of want a waterbed. Like, I want to bring that back. Like, that that was the shit. Can you even buy a waterbed now? I don't think so, but damn it, they were amazing. Like, it's some vintage shit. I, I To this day, I kind of wish I didn't get rid of it. I basically just tore it up because it was like, I don't know, man. It was like a project to put one of these things together because it wasn't just like hooking for you know like hooking bolts into a thing to make a square it was like you had to get almost like nails and a hammer and you had to like build the bottom square and then build the platform and then put the walls on it and put the back frame on it you know what you should do you should buy an inflatable hot tub Mm. put that in your bedroom and then just get a couple rafts and sleep on those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I say the best thing about the waterbed to this day, you could put a heater underneath it and turn that thing on. And dude, there is nothing but like, don't get me wrong. I like some cold sheets. Like if it's hot out and you jump in, they're ice cold. But there is something about jumping into a hot ass waterbed that is just like, amazing it's like your own little day spa but all night long 
See, I don't, I couldn't handle that. I need it to be cold. Yeah. I want it cold. I want it cold and I want my big fur blankets on top of me that weigh a hundred pounds a piece. Yeah. And that's, I'm like in my Viking homeland. Ah, with that shit. But here's the thing. You don't hook, like you have a heating pad, but if you unhook it, do that water stays cold. Like in the, in the summer I'd get on it. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, in the winter, if I turned on the heater, it was the shit. I also lived in that apartment. We didn't have like central air. So like the winter was cold as shit and the summer was hot as balls. So my, uh, friend, uh, grandpa banks, uh, you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Called in and found out he was going to be a grandpa. A couple. Oh of yeah, 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 yeah. Grampy. He uh, told me that he is actually doing that. He is. He bought an inflatable hot tub and he's putting it in his guest bedroom. Laid a big tarp down over top of the carpet, and he's going to put this inflatable hot tub in the middle of his fucking spare bedroom, and. <laughs> And that's going to be like his little jacuzzi that he goes into. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. you're, you're fucking Grandpa Hugh Hefner over here now. Dude, that's some, that's, that's some straight up. Uh, I like his style. I When I used to do, all right, I used to be a tour guide back in the day, right? There was an old guy, an older guy who would, tell these stories about him getting into a hot tub and he had one on he's like well i worked at a distillery and he was just like well uh what i like to do is get a little bit of this rye whiskey i like to give me a good shot or two i like to go sit in a hot tub and i just sit there you know all night you know i had to put up a I had to put up a fence because you know sometimes me and the wife we don't like to get in there just with you know clothes on and we just sit there with a little rye whiskey and just have a good old time and he's telling this to like a group of 30 or 40 people yeah <laughs> trying to enjoy a tour <laughs> yeah and and the funny thing is he would do it to people his age where they're like you know, people's grandparents and great grandparents, and they're like giggling and laughing their asses off. Like I, like he never got in trouble for that. And I was like, I always gave him props for that, but it was just one of those funny things. I'm like him in that damn hot tub. I was like, that's such a, that's definitely a grandpa move. Uh, I definitely would like one, but you know, whatever. I told him you're putting a fucking inflatable hot tub in your second floor spare bedroom dude and you're gonna drink i know you're gonna drink i because i know you drink yeah i know you're gonna try and climb out of that fucking thing and they're gonna fall onto the side of it and the whole goddamn thing's gonna flood your house man you're gonna flood your house with that thing he's like no i'm not no i'm not i'm like uh-huh. all right put all right. that sh- dude put that shit in your basement or out back damn no, he no, no. He's yeah. putting it in his spare bedroom. That's what he wants to be able to walk over there in his slippers and jump in when he whenever he wants. Dude, that's crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy. I'm yeah. like, all right, whatever, man. Yeah. Do you? Do you? <laughs> oh, all right. So, uh, I don't think we learned anything tonight, other than uh, you. You need to rub your 
wife's feet, right? When she's yeah. pregnant. Yeah. Rub your wife's feet. Feed her when she's hungry. And feed her when she's hungry. Yeah. Uh, and support yeah. her when she says she can't pick anything up. Basically. Now, hey, I'll tell you something crazy. Uh, I actually looked up a couple things real quick. A little fun tidbits to make you, uh, you know, just so you leave here going, I did learn something. Okay. Uh, just real quick. Do you know what the longest recorded pregnancy was? 18 months. No. Well, that's how long elephants are pregnant for. Actually, pregnant uh, elephants are pregnant for 21 months. Uh, well, then Jack lied to me. Yeah. God, damn it. Again. Again. <laughs> Kangaroos are 15 and... The hell is that? Orcas? Oh yeah, whales. Uh, eighteen months. Whales are eighteen months. Oh, maybe that's what it was. The whales, yeah. months. Uh, the longest recorded pregnancy for a human. I'm sorry. Uh, three hundred and seventy-five days. Holy shit! So that is a year and some change. A year and ten days, really. Three hundred sixty-five. <laughs> Uh, the it the recording was a 1945 entry in Time magazine. Uh, are they sure it wasn't just a? Are they sure that it wasn't just a typo? No, well, it says right here it was Time magazine. A woman named uh, Bellu Hunter gave birth in Los Angeles nearly 100 days after the average 280 day pregnancy. How big was the baby? I, it doesn't say that. It just <laughs> this just found fucking infant. It probably it was. It came out walking and like hanging out. Yeah, it came out with a mustache, smoking a cigar. Yeah, uh, I will say one That's of the, the pussy I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Afro man? <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway so you want to know the shortest was where and uh sadly uh, this is the shortest term that an infant actually survived uh was 22 weeks oh that's not no that's no time at all uh the oldest recorded woman how old do you think the oldest recorded woman to give a birth is i thought it would be older to be honest with you but 60 you're in the ballpark yeah yeah go ahead throw out another number 57 66 oh i went the wrong way yep 66 huh okay yeah. that is crazy actually if i sit there and think about it because i'm like that means like my my mom is holy shit i think my mom is like 66 67 maybe she's 67 No, 68. Yeah. She's, yeah. Holy shit. So, it, but honestly, it would be like two years ago, my mom gave birth. That'd be some wild shit. You have two year old brother. You'd have a brother Waylon's age running around. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would, <laughs> that, there's no way that would have happened because, like, that, that's got to be some extreme shit. Cause I swear, like, 10 years ago, my mom was going through the later changes in w womanhood where she's going through menopause. Cause, 
I would go over to my parents' house and she'd be like sweating bullets for no reason. She, I'm like, what's, are you okay? She's like, it's just getting old, being an old woman. <laughs> Hot flashes. They're a fucking thing. I uh, wonder uh, what, how old the oldest man got a, somebody pregnant is. All right. Let's look that up. Cause that is, what is the oldest man to conceive a child? Something like that. It's got to be pretty old, especially with like Viagra and shit like that. Okay. The first thing that pops up. Oh, damn. Okay. The oldest man ever, the oldest ever man to father a child was reportedly Les Coley. Uh, he lived from 1898 to 1998 in Australia, who had his ninth child, a son named Oswald. To his third wife at the age of, what do you think? 73. 92 years and 10 months. Holy fuck, dude. A damn. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, man. Uh, Coley met Oswald's Fijian mother in 1991 through a dating agency at the age of 90. How old was she? Does it say? Nah, see that. <laughs> this is actually in the Guinness Book of World Records. Oldest legal father, 92 and 10 months. Uh, no, that's all it says. I would say that guy probably had some money. If he's <laughs> through a dating agency, you know, you would think so. And she's a Venetian. Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. F I J I A N, Fijian. Fijian? Yeah. Oh, she's from Fiji. Fiji. She's from Fiji. Yeah. She's an island girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went there on an all-inclusive resort trip and hooked up with a maid. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I was sitting there thinking he was just like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> like one of these, like, uh, what is it? Buy a bride kind of thing, like mail order bride. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, it could be that, too. Yeah. Uh, or, you know what? It could have been true love. You know, we're just... It, could, we're, it probably was true love. Yeah, yeah. That she was. looked into that 90-year-old man yeah. and what the, the shell of what used to be and was like, yeah. God, I just can't get enough of that. She's like, I'm going to dust them balls off, baby. <laughs> he did a fucking high five to that dude for uh, yeah. still knocking boots at that age. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Do you think he was just a uh, straight snorting Viagra, or do you think he was mainlining it? Uh, <laughs> he probably was drip, drip, drip. Yeah, <laughs> just an IV full of it. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. Uh, <laughs> my grand, I asked my grandpa that one time before he passed away. He was approaching ninety. I think he was. I think it was ninety. 192 when he passed finally but uh 
he was up there in age and we're out there. He was probably in his mid-80s at this point and we're out on the lake fishing, which is where grandsons always ask their grandfathers the important questions. <laughs> yeah. And I said, uh, I was like, I was like, Grandpa, just out of curiosity, I was like, you still getting it? He's like, getting what? I said, you still having sex with Grandma? And he looked at me like, like, did you just fucking ask me that? And I, and I just kind of started chuckling to myself. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. No, I'm not still getting it. And I was, I was like, well, I was like, well, why not? I, he's like, because when you get to be my age, getting it doesn't fucking happen anymore. Okay, it doesn't work like that anymore. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, All he right. got real on you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, damn. And I wanted to say something about how they make pills for that, but <laughs> I didn't want to change my grandma's life. Yeah, right. <laughs> She'd come in. All right, who was it? Who's the motherfucker? <laughs> who told him? Who told him? <laughs> yeah, we were living peacefully and calm, and we had a nice yin and yang in the house. And who fucked it up? Yeah, now the only channel on TV is Pornhub. Come on, <laughs> yeah. He just watches workout videos on the Bowflex constantly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. So, all right. So here, here's some more interesting uh, facts, real quick. Um, what is it? This one says uh, many pregnant women in China avoid cold foods like ice cream and watermelon. They prefer hot drinks like tea and soup, believing that pregnancy is a cold nature and that the hot liquids help balance the yin and yang. There's no evidence to support this claim, but this is still a common cultural practice. Oh wow. Uh. In Japan, pregnant women get issued a badge to put on their bag or hang on on a necklace. That way, if there are commuters and they use trains and buses, uh, other people can see it and give them their seat, which that's actually kind of nice. Yeah, that's sweet. Uh, the what is it? The country of Turkey has the highest percentage rates of babies born via cesarean section. While Iceland has the lowest. Yeah, man. Them Viking girls say you'd like to just pump that shit out. I was actually going to go like, well, that means that girls in Turkey uh, have very uh, small vaginas and girls in Iceland have very large vaginas. <laughs> and they can just it out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, or hips. Maybe it's a hip thing. Maybe it is have- definitely a hip thing. It yeah. is 100% a hip thing. Uh, I know girls that, well, I'll just say it. I know girls that have loose vaginas but have to have C-sections. Yeah. Because their pussy's big, but their hips just won't spread to let that baby out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's the real probably issue. Uh, obviously, I was making a joke uh, <laughs> to all the girls in Turkey, or no, no, all the girls in Iceland. I'm sorry to offend, yeah, uh, and all those girls I know with loose vaginas. I'm sorry, I just called you out like that. <laughs> yeah, right. So Iceland have wider hips, which hey, 
uh, thick thighs save lives, and turkey they they don't they they, they have slenderer hips, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know if this is true. This is just what I'm reading off uh, healthline.com, uh, <laughs> and we're just coming to our own conclusions. Yeah. Uh, this I just I read that off of uh, health dot dot com. Yeah. And I read that off a of bathroom wall. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, here's one I thought was interesting because of all the anti-smoking. But as of 2015, 17.8% of pregnant women in France smoke into their third trimester. As a result, hospitals are starting to offer a payment voucher in exchange for participating in smoking succession programs during pregnancy. Basically, they're like, uh -huh. hey, We'll 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 pay you to stop smoking during pregnancy. It's it, it's starting to affect shit, <laughs> dude. That's crazy. They just don't want to give up their cigarettes in Paris, man. Yeah, well, you you know, uh, they just fucking go to Hammertown. Uh, there are more twins born in Benin. It's B-E-N-I-N than any other country with 27.9 twins born per 1,000. Benin? Yeah, B-E-N-I-N. Benin. I've never heard of this country. Me either. And at first, I thought it was like, maybe they meant to spell Berlin, but that's not a country. Uh, um, now, I am excellent at geography, and I pride myself in my world geography. Yeah. Which is why my emergency kit has a roadmap of Nova Scotia. <laughs> yeah. Um, how have I never heard of the country of Benin? I don't know. Now I'm curious. Let's see. Wow, it actually popped up really quick. What part of the world do you think it is? I have no idea. Benin, South Africa, or, or South America. Oh, damn it, they didn't do it. Anyway, officially, the Republic of Benin is a country in West Africa. It, West Africa. It is bordered by Togo to the west, Nigeria to the east, Bur Burkina Faso to the northwest, um, it, it seems to be, there's a lot of, I think it probably had a lot of, uh, I was going to say, I feel like they speak French because I see a lot of French Kind of showing up here. Fish. Oh, okay. The official language is French with several indigenous languages. Um, so it was one of those that like the French colonies colonized, I guess. Um, interesting. Didn't even know that. But yeah, they have more twins than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find any other ones that are interesting. That sounds racist to me. That sounds like a white guy wrote that and was like, eh. They all look the same. <laughs> yeah, I can see where you're going with that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, ooh, the biggest baby. 
How big do you think the biggest baby was? 22 pounds, 8 ounces. You hit it right on the fucking money. Seriously? 22 pounds, 8 ounces. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. What do I win? (laughs) (laughs) You win a trip to Benin, apparently. Uh, (laughs) And uh, the first one was in 1879, the heaviest recorded baby was born weighing 22 pounds. Sadly, it did pass away. Uh, Since then, healthy babies have been born in Italy and Brazil weighing 22 pounds, 8 ounces. Um, Wow. Also, 16 pounds, 11.2 ounces, respectively. So, 22.8 ounces. That's a big-ass baby. What are the odds that I just randomly guessed that number? Yeah, that was. I was like looking like, are you reading this shit? What is what? Damn, that was wild. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's end this on a winner. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, all right. Well, we are... Uh, getting desperately close to uh, Valentine's Day now. Valentino. So uh, we're still have our our uh, email open to anybody who wants to send us emails as far as any kind of love advice that you need us to give you because we give the best love advice and. We just found out today that we are going to have a special guest on the <laughs> podcast for Valentine's Day. Our good friend, Eddie Cupid. Eddie Cupid. That's right. And uh, he's going to help us give some of this love advice. Any Anything that we can't come up with, he's going to come up with. And uh, and I tell you what, you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> he will answer all, any and everything. He's got you. He's gonna he's gonna lead you down the path of true love. Yes, yes, he will, and yeah. uh, you will never forget it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. So look out for that. And if you, like I said, if you have any questions or any concerns or any love advice or love stories or whatever you want to send us, send us to our email at soberlessthoughts at gmail dot com, or you can even hit us up on our DMs and our social medias. Where are our social medias, Alex? Oh, our social medias, of course, are at the Facebook or Facebook if you're from the two thousands. <laughs> at uh, Soberless Thoughts. And don't forget, also, we have Instagram at Soberless Thoughts. And we got that Twitter. We got that tweet, tweet uh, at Think Soberless. Uh, so please like, share, comment, and release into the wild all things that are Soberless Thoughts. Uh, yeah. And we're actually not banned on Twitter uh, just yet with, yeah. our, with our tweets. Thank goodness. Yeah. I can actually tweet with serverless thoughts on Twitter because my personal uh, uh, Twitter is banned, as is my Facebook. <laughs> Damn, you've been tearing it up on Facebook and Twitter. Now, is the serverless thoughts Facebook is that banned on? Uh... No, no. Okay, that's still fully functional. <laughs> yeah. 
that is still full i can still get on there and uh post all my drinking stuff on there hells to the yeah yeah um so yeah so find us on all those social medias uh like he said like share comment review uh whatever star review you want to give us we like it and i won't care what number it is we just like stars yeah we just like the attention yeah basically yeah um, what, what, what bad press is still press, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, Alex, dad to be, take us out of here with your famous, infamous saying. Well, famous for everyone out there, you, you need to listen up because here it is. Uh, the important wisdom of all is when you're in the skillet, you need to. Stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and flip on out. My face is finished. My body's gone. And I can't help but think standing up here in all this applause and gazing down at all the young and the beautiful uh, with their questioning eyes that I must above all things love myself. That I must above all things love myself That I must above all things love myself I saw a girl in the crowd I ran over, I shouted out I asked her if I could take her out But she said that she didn't want to I changed the sheets on my bed I combed the hairs across my head I sucked in my gut and still she said That she just didn't want to I read her Elliot, I read her Yeats I tried best to stay up late I fixed the hinges on her gate But still she just never wanted to A dozen snow white doves, I did her dishes in rubber gloves I called her honeybee, I called her love But she just still didn't want to She just never wants to I sent her every type of flower I played a guitar by the hour I patted her revolting little chihuahua But still she just didn't want to I wrote a song with a hundred lines I picked a bunch of dandelions I walked her through the trembling pines But she just even then didn't want to She just never wants to I thought I'd try another tack I drank a liter of cognac I threw it down upon her back But she just laughed and said That she just didn't want to 
I thought I'd have another go I called her my little hoe I felt like my soul, my soul must feel when She said that she just never wanted to She just didn't want to I got the no pussy blues I got the no pussy blues